This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. You got to know when the hold up. Know when the fold up. Know when to walk away. You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done Oh, hello there, folks. It is Saturday, March 21st, 2020. And you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We will return to our regularly scheduled program momentarily. Please stay tuned. We expect to resume normal broadcasting shortly. Be sure to stay tuned for Jeopardy! <laughs> yeah, they were both down around 14. Their stock, as they said, their stock was down around their ankles. <laughs> Ooh. And we got all them X-rated puns out of the way for this morning. You know what? You know what, John? Now that the people can hear me, because now that I've turned on my microphone, you've been talking to yourself the whole time. Oh. <laughs> so let let, let uh, me let me recap. Good morning, kids and kittens. Uber twenty one thirty three, Lyft twenty one twenty seven, and uh, stocks going down faster than a three dollar hooker. I, I I just that's basically what I said. And uh, hashtag come on, John. We all know the hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag big time professional radio. That be us. I had thought I had a thought we'd have kind of left that back in the. Uh, uh, We've been doing goodness, good. man. We've been doing very very good. But you know, look, yeah. there's, there's been a lot going on this week. We've been busy. The. Uh, you know, we we've been we've been get getting our miles out of the studio here this week. I'd like to thank yes, all of you that, that that joined us Monday through Thursday nights. We'll be doing Monday through Thursday nights, nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, some other time out on the West Coast, and God only knows in Australia. But we'll be on live. That's our uh, help get us through the crisis kind of thing. Join us, talk, blah blah blah, whatever. We're, we're there. We'll be ahead of our time in Australia. I think we'll uh, we'll be playing the replay while we're on live. Yeah, there you go. 
There you go. By the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. If you would like to participate at all in this week's show, you can either do that by phone call, uh, by text. You can send us a tweet at uh, at Taxi Stand Hour. And yes, 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 you can call us collect. But I prefer you call us collect at about 2 o'clock in the morning. Wait a minute. How do they so, call us collect, John? Oh, by pay phone. Thank you very much. But how are they going to... Look, okay, can't find any pay phones, but I want to be a jerk and wake Ed up. I can still find... Uh, I can still find a, a, rotary, a phone, rotary phone or a... Or a uh, landline, at least, in call collect. So, but that's not a payphone. Yeah, I so? will. On, I will only answer calls from payphones if they're collect. How we? How will you know the difference? Well, you can tell. Actually, mm-hmm. the, the phone company can tell what kind of phone it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to, we used to monkey around with that all the time. You. uh you couldn't hook a particular type of you couldn't hook a regular phone up to a coin line as we called it. Uh, but that was And you know way. why he knows this? Hey baby, I'm your telephone man. I was your telephone man for a long time ago for a brief <laughs> period. For those of you that don't know or just chose not to remember at for for a spell in the late 70s and early 80s, I repaired payphones in the Bronx. New York, uh, Fordham Road, Kingsbridge Road, Riverdale, all of that. Gazillions, gazillions of payphones. Uh, Arthur Avenue. It sounds like jo- sounds like job security to me. Well, it was at the time, and then, <laughs> then they invented the mobile phone, and that pretty much that put the kibosh on everything. I got stories that maybe someday I'll tell. There's one story I'm not so comfortable about telling, but eh, you know, maybe someday we'll we'll go into the uh into the payphone stories from way back when uh made a ton of overtime the night that Ronald Reagan was uh the attempted assassination. Because I don't know if it's at the t- if it's still in effect, but at the time anything like that a national crisis, the phone system the entire phone system would be brought down so that only government officials and all that could use it. And then they would bring it back, bring it back up. We had overtime. It, for, it can't be in effect. No, no, no. We, 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 it was different at the time. We, uh, we had to go around and check every payphone, every payphone. We worked for about a week. Uh, everybody, yeah. everybody going out and just, you know, just making sure everything was back up and working. So, uh, well, I mean, it it can't be in, it can't be in effect because we've been in a national crisis for the last three and a half years. So I understand, I understand that. I I said, it's probably not a thing anymore. This was back when, you know, many people still had rotary phones. Okay. There were three, (laughs) there were two distinct times that we made a bunch of overtime. Uh, one was that, and the other was when in New York city, the rates went from 10 cents to 25 cents we had to go out make one adjustment inside the phone and put on a new rate card on the uh on the outside of the phone and we just did that for weeks just for weeks <laughs> and you uh, remember old you remember chris rock's bit on the old uh 
rotary phone? Uh, vaguely. You have to. You'll have to. You'll have to give me some time off. I'll have to find that for you here later on. That is. Well, don't bring it up. Actually, leave, some. Don't leave me hanging, bro. Well, I I would do it no service, but basically he's saying to himself, you know, you you get your rotary phone and you go. Oh, I. Yeah. Do you want to know why? Yeah. You want to here? Since we're talking about this, I'll give you a brief history of area codes in this this here United States. Mm-hmm. When the area codes were first designed, it was based on the fact that everybody, and I do mean everybody, had a rotary telephone. The most populated areas got the shortest area codes, if you will. The shortest possible one, remembering that you you can't use the number one on either end as the first or the third digit, and one and zero at the time had to be the middle digit. Mm-hmm. So, so the shortest possible one was two one two, New York mm-hmm. City. That was New York City, yeah. It still is. It's Manhattan. My mm-hmm. my father had it too. You can't get the numbers anymore. My father had one. I tried to keep it, but that didn't happen. Uh, then you had uh, Los Angeles two one three, Chicago three one two. You know, mm-hmm. pl- places like uh, here. Watch this, Kansas. Kansas was what nine zero. Kansas City was eight something, if I'm not mistaken. Eight zero. I forget exactly what okay. it was. But you um, see where the eight would be at the tail end. Eight one six. Excuse me. Eight one six. Longer, much longer to dial. And that's that's how places got their original area codes. It doesn't matter anymore. Boop, 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 beep. We, you know, we push button on everything, and that's fine. Uh, I remember Jersey, uh, suburban, uh, the suburbs of New York and New Jersey. That was 201. That was, uh... but anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about our current, uh, what are we talking about this morning? Well, you started out with uh, Uber stock prices twice. Mm. <laughs> You heard it twice. Nobody else did. Nobody else did. I apologize. Mm. It's it's been a wacky. You're gonna. Ha- so is that gonna be on the cutting room floor? Or? No, 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 no. I leave my mistakes in there. I do. <laughs> well, you said you had earlier in the week. You said that you had a ton of stuff on Uber. Why don't you go ahead and? Why don't you go ahead and dig into that? I didn't say I had a ton. I said I had something. Uh, and I apologize, kids and kittens. I haven't been. Uh, well, obviously, we know what, what's been what's been dominating the news. And that's uh, that's the fact that I'm growing a beard. Not that you could see it. John, you've known me for three years. I've been growing a beard for a week. What's it look like? I'm going to send one of my cats over there to let uh, put a little cream on it, let the cats lick it off. <laughs> 61 years old. It still takes me forever <laughs> to grow facial hair. But that's been where I've been even, tied down. Go ahead. Even a mustache? You see what this is a week. Yeah. John's looking it. at me on Skype. He can see me. 
he can see me. And, and this is no- and I do it, and I do it just for our fans. I'm seeing him just for our fans. Trust me. It's not a pretty picture, folks. It used to be. It used to be a damn sexy picture, but you know, we live, we live hard. Uh, so anyway, uh, a few days ago, and this is out of Australia. This is Rob Barton, uh, an MP. I'm not sure what that means in Australia. The minister, um, minister of Parliament. Okay, I'll go with that. If any Australians out there, they don't want to. You don't want to call them an MOP because they just call them uh, a mop. Hmm. And or and if he was like min- the minister, if he was like the leader, yeah, go ahead. If he was like the leader, they'd call him the mop head. Or if he was really good at it. He would be the Minister of Parliament Excellence, which would make him a mope. Oh. I think we should just carry on here. You think so? I was ready to go, but you you had to go oh. with mop head. And uh, you left me no choice, young man. So so here's Rod Barton uh, talking to uh, Parliament. Thank you, Mr. President. My question is for the Minister for Public Transport, represented in this place by Minister Pulford. Uber is about to start a trial for multi-purpose taxi program in Geelong, which it will fund the 50% subsidy which is normally picked up by the government uh, on all trips taken, effectively buying market share. The trial will have a huge impact on the local taxi operators, who currently are required to operate with cameras, GPS, fixed metres and branding, which form strict safety guidelines and training to transport people with special needs. I ask the Minister to suspend the trial until transparent KPIs can be established, consistent safety requirements applied to all operators, and the trial be open to all commercial passenger vehicles, not just those who are prepared and able to pay. Mr President, Uber is essentially buying this trial. In the past, they have refused to share their trip data with the government, and therefore I question the information we would get from this trial other than the doctored report of its huge success. Will the Minister release all current and past risk assessments undertaken by the regulator on Uber's suitability as a provider of services to people with special needs under the multi-purpose taxi program and details how this trial will be evaluated? Uh, Thank you, President. Uh, Again, I'll take the opportunity to take that question. Okay. (laughs) So essentially... Are uh, you able to pick out what they were saying? I mean, maybe it's just today my mind isn't processing things. Well, it's, it was a thick accent, and he spoke quickly, and I've listened to it a couple of times. Essentially, they've got a uh, medical transport thing about to happen in Australia, and what this mm-hmm. particular gentleman is concerned about is Uber is essentially going to buy their way into it for this trial, mm-hmm. if you will. And at the end of it, they're going to produce a report that is all glowing terms about how well, how well they've done, but of course, in the meantime... Uh, would never have had to have adhere to any of the regulations or requirements that taxis do. You heard him mention taxi meters and uh, top signs and safety requirements and training for special needs people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, it looks like Uber may not exist by the time all this is over, but uh, so good for you, uh, Minister Rod Barton. Uh, and it's good to see people are starting to stand up to all this now. I, I, Dara the K was uh, put out a video the other day that I chose not to 
pull the audio from. I, there's really nothing from him I want to say. But it essentially said, well, I he was saying, I live in San Francisco. I wouldn't put my kids in an Uber right now. So what are you saying, pal? You You don't trust your people? Is that what you're saying? Because, by the way, anybody that hears this thing about how Uber's going to take care of their drivers, come on. Have they taken care of their drivers yet in all the all these years now? Uh, there's one person who I've been kind of half following and their progress. They've, they've ticked off all the boxes. And, of course, Uber is playing games as far as uh, giving them even three days of of some kind of pay or relief. So anybody who thinks they're going to get two weeks out of Uber, you're dreaming, pal. You better, you better hope for that, mm. for that deep, deep fever because you'll get yeah. better. You'll get better results there than you will. Uh, go ahead, John. What do you, what else you got? Well, so I'm, actually this is now, God, 11 days since this announcement, actually about 12 or 13, but We've been busy. Uh, it was announced that actually that Lyft, Luft, yeah, there you go, that Lyft was going to be assisting in doing basically the same type of rides uh, that um, we do as far as, or what you were describing there in Australia, and we do them here with our company. Uh, the service is known as Metro Mobility. And it's a, it's, they have the Metro Mobility where you have to, uh, where you have to schedule the ride two days in advance and blah, blah, blah. And you pay a couple bucks for the, for the ride. And then you have the premium service where it's pretty much an on-demand type thing. And you pay, uh, the Metro Mobility pays up to $15 uh, for the ride. Uh, and the customer pays basically the rest of the uh, the rest of the fare but now uber and or not uber excuse me lyft has managed to get its paws into the uh, into the mix here and i it, it, the governing body of transportation in the twin cities is called the metropolitan council and uh, so i asked him i said okay well to my knowledge uh, lyft maybe has three uh, vans that are out there that are uh, wheelchair accessible. And they announced that they've brought in another company to subcontract with. Now, this is a another startup. It's called, uh, looks like it's called Mobility for All. Now, it's something, that, you know, in, go ahead. Wait a second. Let me guess. At some point is the number four in that name? Oh, of course. Okay, well, just checking. It's it is at least in their Twitter handle. No, it is. It's in their. Yeah. It's in their official name too. Be, because we hate vowels anymore, and the letter S. You know, like Lyft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. L Y F T. So, I'm mm -hmm. not, just a thought. Continue on, sir. No, no. And it's, it's funny how this kind of just got all put on the back table because of all the now restrictions. And I want to get into that here uh, before too long now with the city shutdowns that they're announcing. Oh, I guess so. 
Want to do that, uh, excuse me, that emergency bat turn? Please. Oh, you want me to do it? Oh, I thought you... Uh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm, Come I'm, on now. I missed my cue. Emergency bat turn. <laughs> there we go. Yay. Good job. Yay. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I pushed the button so, on my own. <laughs> state of Illinois now is the third state to particularly go on what I've what they're calling a, a shelter in place order. No, no, no. I gotta stop you right there. That is a phrase we have to stop using. That is not what's going on here. It is a stay-at-home order, okay? Okay. Shelter-in-place uh, is what's used during a school shooting, that kind of thing. Shelter-in-place. Look, you can go outside, you can go to the grocery store, and you can do all that, obviously taking certain precaution, precautions. But it's not shelter-in-place. It's a good point. I've just heard others refer to it as such, I guess. So. Actually, I, I watched the... Uh, uh, I, I was watching MSNBC yesterday, and John uh, Holderman, I can't remember his last name, was hosting the Nicole Wallace Hour, and he was speaking to the governor of New Jersey, Governor Murphy. Uh, and and uh, the host wrote, said to the governor, yeah, well, I got that from you. The governor said, please don't use uh, you know, shelter in place. Turned out he had, they had spoken the night before, and he had... So stay at home. That's really what we want to be saying. Stay at home. Mm. Again, does not mean you cannot leave your your domicile. If you have property, you can be outside in your yard and whatnot. Let's mm. just be uh, use an abundance of caution. My apologies, yeah. sir. Continue on. Well, it, it really, if I if I look at these orders that they're making, it really isn't a whole lot a whole lot different than you know when you hear that stay at home order, you think of it as all right, everybody you know nobody leave their nobody leave their home, nobody leave their property or, or whatever, but you know you're still you're still going to the grocery store, mm -hmm. um, essential people. I would like to consider the fact that uh, what I do is essential. I sure as hell ain't going to um, stay home from what I do for a living until they pull the buses. Now, if you pull the buses and the trains and what have you, then I totally understand. But um, <clears throat> you're better off, I'll tell you the truth, you're better off uh, riding with me or any other licensed taxi driver then you are getting on a bus or a train. Oh, without question. You know. and, and and let's pause here for a second and play something from our our now good friend, Professor Graham Medley. We've been playing this all week long. We will continue to play this at least once a show. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. I love that piece of advice. Again, we've been playing yeah. it all week. Uh, look, we're... It's, it's very sage advice. 
I, I'm very disappointed to see that certain people, uh, especially on my Twitter feed, are back to referring to this whole thing as a hoax. Uh, you know who, who I'm talking about. Uh, oh, yeah. Not you. I mean, if you're listening, you know. Who no, you're no, about. I know exactly who you're talking about. Whoa! At least he clicked the button before he let that one rip. <laughs> Man, you didn't want you'd have gotten infected through the through the through the internet on that one. Man, that was a goodie. Not that you'd I'm given infected. My, I'm not infected. Uh, you'd have, you'd have given my computer a virus. Absolutely, that's my goal here. But again, I. <laughs> I'm seeing people use the hoax word. Come on, man. You really think that this is some coordinated plan by the Democrats? You think this is what was in the emails four years ago? Let's set up this giant, giant worldwide pandemic. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that we can wait till we're three and a half years into uh, President Dumb... President dumb shit's term. And, and that yes, this is to which somebody will say, "Well, we never said it was a good a good plan." You know, come on, man. You got you got thousands, 4,000 people dead in Italy. Go tell them it's a hoax. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, bring that hoax nonsense over there and and see what kind of response you get. The only reason we don't have higher numbers, which are getting higher every day, as Governor Cuomo said, by the way, is my new my new hero, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Uh, pay attention to your state leaders and your local leaders, friends. Uh, forget the White House. But as Governor Cuomo has said, all the testing does for us is tells us how many tests we've given out. It's, it's just a t- statistic. Right. Now, it's great. We find out who's actually positive. And, we, and by the way, people are popping up all over now. You've got, uh, uh, what's his name? Andy Cohen. Uh, he's a, a host mm-hmm. on Bravo. He's positive for it. Po- being positive for this is not a death sentence. Okay? No. For most, for the overwhelming majority of people, it appears. 99 point whatever percent, you're going to have a really miserable week. You're going to be sick. It's going to feel like somebody parked a truck on your chest. And trust me, I know that feeling. Uh, But you're going to get through it if you don't have any of the underlying conditions. NBC has been going on uh, the past couple of days. Not going on. I don't mean to say it like that. One of their audio technicians uh, who was very popular among all the reporters had been with the network for 25 years, passed away the other day. Uh, due to the coronavirus. Mm. Yes, he had un- other underlying health issues. What they are, I don't know. It's, it's none of my concern. So this is starting to hit home for the for the hoaxers out there who believe this is all just big some big con. Uh, somebody had, had tweeted out a photo of a parking garage that part of it had been con- converted into uh, a hospital, if you will. It's I have it here somewhere, a Tennessee, something like that. But the point is, it shows all these empty beds. And of course, oh, it's a hoax. Look at that. Where are all the sick people? They're prepping this. We're trying to get ahead of what we're going to need. If if we do it, the, 
Governor Newsom out in California, the projections he saw said if they do absolutely nothing, 25 million, I believe, Californians, and that's out of 40 million, would be infected with this disease. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe that what finally shook President dumb shit into some sort of action was the numbers, the nationwide numbers he was finally shown that showed, you know, uh, untold millions of people could be affected. Why it made him, it, it almost made him poop his pants. But then again, he poops his pants on a regular basis. And that's for real kids and kittens. That's not your old uncle Ed just joking around here and goofballing. He wears the pens. <laughs> uh, this is for real kids and kittens. None of us, none of us want to be here. None of us want to be doing this, uh, doing what we're doing. So, you know, you know, Ed, it's only a hoax until one of your family members or a close friend or whatever. Ooh, which reminds me. It's only guess, a. Guess, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, John. I, I just, this just popped into my head and I guess who's at home self quarantining? Your brother. No, Trump's number one suck-up, Lou Dobbs. Oh, really? Oh, mister, this is all a big hoax. Apparently somebody on his staff tested positive for it. And in an abundance of caution and safety, so his replacement said, Lou is at home and blah, blah, blah. Hey, Lou, I thought this was all a Democratic hoax. How's your hoax holding up now, pal? Fox News needs to be shut down for the good of this nation. The misinformation being peddled by the opinion host, not 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 the people on in the daytime who were or doing the news. Okay, they got some very good people there. I still don't understand how. Uh, oh, what's his name on Sundays? Chris. Uh, his father was on sixty minutes. His name is escaping me. Wallace. Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. How Chris Wallace stays with Fox News is beyond me. There's a man who's got integrity, buckets of it to spare, and credibility to spare. And, and I just don't understand why he he stays with that with that putrid network. But yes, yes, when all this is said and done, Fox News needs to be. And you want to do investigations? Let's investigate Fox News. Get Rupert Murdoch's ass on uh, in a courtroom somewhere or in a deposition. The 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 stuff that's being peddled out there, I've got I don't know how many clips here of Fox people saying one thing and then five days later just doing a pirouette and uh uh here yeah I, I'm gonna play one we played during the week this is Sean Hannity uh you're gonna hear him two different times one is uh from March 9th and one is from the 18th of March and you'll hear another voice that's uh, uh representative or senator. Cotton picking cotton. In all seriousness, I think we've got to be very real with the American people. I don't like how we are scaring people unnecessarily. And that is that unless you have a comp- an, an immune system that's compromised and you are older and you have other underlying health issues, you are not going to die 99% from this virus, correct? That's correct, John. And it's good to be with you again. All right, so that's the point. I mean, they're scaring the living hell out of people, and I, I see it again as like, oh, let's bludgeon Trump with this new hoax. 
Yeah, and I think what we're so looking kind at... of laugh at it, but nothing to laugh at here. By the way, this program has always taken the coronavirus seriously, and we've never called the virus a hoax. We call what they're doing, trying to bludgeon the president out. They're politicizing of this virus. Well, predictable, despicable, repulsive, all of the above. In all seriousness, that's Sean Hannity, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens. Uh, just just days apart, nine days apart. Uh, we've never called. Well, this it a show hoax. is never called it a hoax. Yeah. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. And, and he does. We, we talked about this the other night, and, and I asked this question, and I'll put it out there again. Do they not know that they're being recorded? Do, yeah. they not, do they not know that we have access to what they say? And we can, well, we, we all know that Trump doesn't care. You can present something to him he said four seconds ago, and he'll deny it. And, of course, as we all know, Trump has taken zero responsibility for this. By the way, uh, Andrew, Governor Andrew Cuomo, and again, my new hero, uh, uh, has said, I take full responsibility for this. He, You know, he says, you want somebody to blame? Blame me. Something's not going right? Blame me. This is on my watch. He's and not shying away said from the buck stops here. He had a fantastic... Fantastic analogy for how the how the state was handling it. He said, This is a math and science issue. He says mm -hmm. the numbers start trending up. He said basically think of of of, of our efforts as a uh, as a valve. Okay. So the mm -hmm. the numbers start going up, you open the valve a little. They go up a little more, you open the valve a little or you close the valve a little more. I'm sorry. You close the valve. It continues to go up. You close the valve even more. You make adjustments until finally you get where we are now, where we've closed the valve completely. We've shut everything down. And that's that's what we had to do. And that's, but he is not hiding from anything. He is not, and he's not the only governor, which is why mm -hmm. I, I, I keep repeating. Forget the White House. Uh, the uh, Tony Fauci yesterday, Trump, I didn't watch the news briefing yesterday. I was uh, under the hood of the website, radiotfi.com. I promise you it's all going to work well by the end of the week. Uh, but if you look on Twitter, you'll find it. There's Fauci uh, stopping himself from rolling his eyes when Twump, Twump, Trump is up there speaking. And uh, uh, he did a facepalm at one point. Oh, my God. And you can see the other, I don't know, I, I don't know her name. She wears the uh, the skirt and the, the, the matching jacket, the older woman. She's she's a complete Trump syncophant, too. Uh, but they were doing the whispering back and forth, like, can you believe what he's saying? Uh, Trump is out of control. There's no question about it. Uh, Fauci has become the new star. We know one thing about Donald Trump. There's only room enough in his universe for one star, and that's him. Oh, yeah. I, I promise. Oh. Fauci, don't be surprised if Fauci's gone by the end of the week. What I want to know in all this, now, now I am not a banner waver for Mike Pence. As a matter of fact, I think if something happened to Trump tomorrow, uh, that uh, and, and Pence wound up being president, I think we'd be in real deep doo-doo. But at least... You can kind of understand Trump. You can understand, or excuse me, not Trump. You can understand Pence a little bit. You can 
he he kind of gives it to you a little bit more straight when he talks if it except for the times when he's under the guidance of our great president under the guidance under the direction of our president that's the only part that i can't stand because he is like his lips are surgically attached right now to donald trump's ass but when it comes to actually giving some information he's not all bad i guess Mm -hmm. anyway if you can if you can just filter out uh filter out all the ass kissing yeah, well, when Trump is there, you're right. He does. He's sucking up. By the way, this just in, uh, Mar-a-Lago has to close and other Trump properties cut staff. Uh, to repeat that breaking news story, Mar-a-Lago is closed due to a hoax. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll he'll, inve- he'll, he'll uh, figure out a way to make it down there. Uh, he loves Mar-a-Lago. He can't stay away from it. No, he won't. Let's... Uh, Let's move to the uh, the whole Chinese thing, the whole China virus thing. Let's start with, mm-hmm. I got a couple here. We're going to start with, uh, from PBS, Yamish Alcindor, and this is from a couple of days ago. And this is speaking to uh, El Presidente regarding Kung Flu. And then the, the, my second question is, there are some, at least one White House official, who used the term Kung Flu, referring to the fact that this virus started in China. Is that acceptable? Is it wrong? Are you worried that that having this virus be, uh, be talked about as, as a Chinese virus, that that might... I wonder who said that. that. Might you know who said that? that? I'm not sure the person's name, but would you condemn you the fact say that the Kung term again. Flu, the, a person at the White House used the term just the Kung term. Flu. My question is, do you Kung think flu. that's wrong, Kung flu? And do you think using the term Chinese virus, that puts Asian Americans at risk, that people no, might target them? No, 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 no. I think they probably uh, would agree with it 100%. It comes from China. There's nothing not to agree. Okay, how about the last question? Please go ahead. Now, the next day, he got this from, uh, from OAN, the One American Network, uh, very pro-Trump. Oh. Um, I have two questions. Do you consider the term Chinese? O-A-N. Yes, sir. Thank very you. good. Thank you very much. I have two questions. Oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. Do you consider oh, the term yeah. Chinese food oh. racist because no. it's food that originates in China or it has Chinese No, I don't think it's and racist. I don't think it's racist at all. On that note, major left-wing news media, even in this room, have teamed up with Chinese Communist Party narratives, and they're claiming you are racist for making these claims about Chinese virus. Is it alarming that major media players just to oppose you are consistently siding with foreign state propaganda, Islamic radicals, and Latin gangs and cartels, and they work right here at the White House with direct access to you and your team? It amazes me when I read the things that I read. It amazes. It amazes me that you think you can read. I got one more, and this is from uh, yesterday. This is our. Be, fate. By the way, go ahead. I'm sorry. By the way, he'll be boinking that reporter before the end of the week. By the way, she was quite attractive, young and quite attractive. She's not blonde. She's not. Yeah. Ivan- she's not Ivanka pretty, but she was pretty nonetheless. And this yeah, from. From one of my favorite women in the Senate, Miss Lindsey Graham. The president continues to call this the Chinese virus. It came that, from China. I mean, the, you think it's okay for him to say yeah, that? I do, because China is accusing American soldiers of causing this problem. So, yes, we're going to fight back. I'm not blaming Chinese government. It did come from China. 
They have openly suggested it was American soldiers who created this problem. This problem came out of China, and I do believe the Chinese government suppressed information that would have helped the world. All right, so for all those who keep saying this, it came from China, so we're justified in calling it the Chinese virus. Uh, I got a couple of points. A, you're not in the third grade anymore. He called me a name. Mm-hmm. So I can call him a name. And by the way, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, uh, you know how I how hard I work to keep John's potty mouth at bay. Well, your old mm-hmm. Uncle Ed here is about to use a couple of terms that are offensive to many, many people. But in the context I'm about to use them, please understand. So I sent this out to James Wood last night. And it applies here to Lindsay and everybody else who says it came from China, so we can call it the China virus. What's the original tweet? I thought I saw it, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the the gist of it is, they say they're justified in calling it the China virus because it came from China. To which I say, you came from your mother. I guess that makes you either a pussy or a cunt. Ooh. Ooh. My goodness. I will take your cards and letters. And I apologize. I I apologize because I know that C word is very offensive to many, many people. But gosh darn it, I'm tired of this third grade defense. They called me a name. So what? It came from China. So what? None of that is relevant right now. None of it is relevant that you're going to spend your time sitting there. You know, look, when all this is said and done, come November, Trump and his and his uh, what's his dwindling base, y'all can go off on an island someplace. Go use Jeffrey Epstein's old island. Okay, move on, move on. Yeah, get your all white society. Your crystal clear, inbred, incestuous society. King Trump and his queen Ivanka. You know, and the court jester, Eric and Don Jr. Oh, God, I want to take Don Jr. and. Mm. Uh, Have you really said how you feel on, on that? I just, I, I'm, I just I'm holding wanna... back. My therapist has told me not, not to do that anymore. Uh, I, <laughs> I want to play something else. Uh, this is demonstrative of how uh, nutbally El Presidente is getting. I'm sure you've heard this or seen the clip. This is from yesterday, March 20th, at the Daily News Briefing. Uh, Peter Alexander from NBC News. I'll just follow up. Nearly 200 dead. What do you say the Americans were scared, though? I guess nearly 200 dead, 14,000 who were sick, millions, as you witnessed, who are scared right now. What do you say to Americans who are watching you right now who are scared? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. The American people are looking for answers and they're looking for hope. And you're doing sensationalism and uh, the same with NBC and Comcast. I don't call it I don't call it Comcast. I call it Comcast. Let me just tell for whom you work. Let me just tell you something that's really bad reporting. 
And you ought to get back to reporting instead of sensationalism. Let's see if it works. It might and it might not. I happen to feel good about it, but who knows? I've been right a lot. Let's see what happens, John. Every reputable media source, every reporter has said, Peter Alexander threw him a softball there. So he could do what? Give people a sense of hope. Here's an easy one, Mr. Mm-hmm. President. You, got, you know, go and give people a positive message. He, he wasn't interested in that. Two, listen to the tone of his voice. Where have you heard that tone of voice before? Anybody who's, who's ever been ready, just on the edge of losing it completely. I've mm-hmm. had that tone of voice. Okay? I know exactly. I know exactly where he is right now. And uh, he's going to be punching walls, firing people. If he isn't already. If he isn't already. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Um, what was the other point I was I was going to make out of this? Uh, oh, my goodness. I, I had it in my head. But this is, listen to the vitriol. He turns around. That's a nasty question. What? Answer the question. There was nothing nasty about that. No, there really, there really wasn't. I was thinking about that before you played it again. What did he actually say that was nasty? That was, uh, it wasn't anything that criticized him or, or criticized Trump or anything like that. It was. What do you? What do you yeah, you're right. Threw him a softball. What do you say to yeah. the American people? Here you go, Donnie boy. Here's an easy one for you. Not that anybody's challenging him on anything. And uh, no. I've said it before. I've been saying it all week. I've been putting it out on Twitter. I'll say it again here. Uh, let the people be experts in health and medicine. I guess they're the same. Let them speak on these at these briefings. If Trump has to be there at all, and he doesn't, either him or Pence, and now Dr. So-and-so, period, end. We don't need to hear from you. I don't need your speeches. Shut up, okay? Mm-hmm. Just shut up. We don't need to hear from you anymore. There's nothing you're going to say. What can the President of the United States do? Shut the F up. That's what you can do. You are not helping matters here. And uh, I, I'm stuck on a webpage here where I've got Miss Lindsay. Uh, and that's the clip that I pulled, and, and, and it just these people are just annoying me to know. By the way, have you have you heard about the Republican plan? I don't know if this is going to pass or whatnot, but according to Mitch and the boys, and in Lindsay's case, the girls, uh, if you make under a certain amount of money, you won't get a check. So in other Excuse words, excuse me. If the Republicans get the program that they want, the bill that they want. If you earned less, if you earn less than $25,000, you'll get nothing. Hmm. Nothing. So it, you, it, you've got to be kidding me. I wish I was. Remember, these are the, and by the way, for everybody's going, oh, Ed, you just hate the Republicans. No, I hate these Republicans. You're right. And this is why, I, again, I came out as a Democrat because I can never, ever vote for a Republican again. By the way, how's your 401ks doing? How, how are all those working out? Because now, and I don't follow the stock market. John doesn't either. But I know this much. Uh, as of yesterday or the day before, uh, everything was worth less than it was the day Trump took office. 
So all your gains are gone. Everything is out the window. It's all Fakatka. So how's that working out for you? How's he doing for you? You know what I'd like to see, though, Ed, to tell you the truth? Kind of doing another emergency bat turn here. Oh, you got a... I guess. Emergency bat turn. <laughs> what, I'd, what I'd like to see, though, is, is while they're giving us these numbers on the number of confirmed cases, by the way, right now it's... Uh, the U.S. has uh, nears 20,000 confirmed cases, uh, I'm according gonna, to a... I'm going to stop you right there, John. Those are the cases that we are aware of. Well, yeah. As Governor Cuomo, I, said, as Governor Cuomo said, there are a lot of people out there that have it and don't know it. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. out there who have had it, have been through it, and are done mm -hmm. with it. We just don't know... That's just who we've tested. That's out of, that's a percentage of people of who we've tested. I'm sorry. Continue on, sir. Mm -hmm. Well, the, story, the the tweet does say confirmed cases, so that's exactly what that applies implies to. Um, oh, but okay. I want to start. I I want to start hearing uh, people. I want to start hearing reports on people who have recovered from this. That might be harder to do than collecting the actual confirmed cases. And the only reason I want to hear that is, is because you're right. We need, we need to do what we can here. I think that the course of action that the, the state governments are taking, um, are, are prudent. Now, if the federal government gets off their ass with the relief that they had, uh, they were promising, that's another thing all to altogether. But, <clears throat> I just, I just like to hear some stories about people who have gone through this and and recovered. I think it would, I, maybe it would put people at too much at ease, and they'd start going out and mingling again. But I just right now, what's happening is 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 all we're doing is just counting the number of confirmed cases. You know, I'm looking at this. 20,000 confirmed cases in the United States. I want to hear of the percentage of those 20,000. I want to hear how they're feeling now. There, I have seen some people uh, on Twitter who have had it and got over it, including one woman. Mm -hmm. my, my God, I uh, just saw this on the news this morning out of Kirkland, Washington, which was one of the original hotspots when we when it really first took off uh she's in a nursing home 93 years old she tested positive she had the virus and survived it and she's doing well now for a 93 year old <laughs> Ooh, as nice. well as wow i'm just going after everybody today i'm gonna piss them all off uh but i mean good for her good for her it's so people are surviving this it's the big issue here is we just have to contain it now. We're not going to stop it. We're long since past stopping it. That's not going to happen. We just have to isolate it. There is a great, great video out there which shows a line of matches laid out, one right next to each other. One, one match is lit, and of course it starts lighting all the rest of them down the line. 
In the middle of the line, one match steps out. Guess what? It's it saves the rest of the matches from being lit. That's all it yeah. takes. That's I've all seen it that. takes. Yeah. That's all it takes is to just we just can't pass it on to each other. We don't know who has it. We don't know who doesn't has have it. People know they have it and don't care. I I promise you they're out there. There are plenty of people who have uh, very transmittable diseases and go out there and uh, many, many cases of people HIV positive going out and having unprotected sex. Why? Because people want to watch the world burn, as uh, Michael Caine said in Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah, Never that's not. that's just it. We all like a good car wreck. Sure, who doesn't? Or train wreck. Well, yeah. that's, that's the, if I'm going, I'm taking everybody with me. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that motto. Uh, oh, oh, and I got one more current. I got a whole bunch from the week. Uh, there's, there's two here I want to play. I want to play the one you've been hoping for uh, is our spring breakers. The future of tomorrow, ladies mm. and gentlemen. If I get Corona, I get Corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. We're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Doing us bad. We need a refund. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty. And we need to address yes, that. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago and it was kind of up in the air if we still go. But like we're here, I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party. So it's kind of disappointing, but we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot. So we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. I mean, it sucks, but we're going to make the best of it. We're enjoying ourselves. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're going to enjoy ourselves. We're having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. Turn up. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just going to do what happens, when it happens. When stuff closes, we're going to do it when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best trip we can. <laughs> Look, mm. look, they waited two, almost three months for this trip. Look, we were all 21, 22 years old at, at one point. Granted, we never had to deal with this kind of thing. And, you know, the, the kid at the end says, we're living in the moment. Yeah, we get that. And, we, you know, look, and I can appreciate every college senior, every high school senior whose senior years have been totally torched. Uh, school productions and vacation. Look, you're going to get a chance to get drunk. You're going to, if you're lucky, you'll get many, many opportunities to get drunk in your life. You'll have more opportunities. You'll spend more years legal to drink than you would have spent illegal to drink. Okay. I promise you it gets, <laughs> the novelty wears off after a while. Uh, you will hey. survive the fact that you could not go get drunk and puke your brains up along the Fort Lauderdale beach. I promise you. Ask your parents; they'll tell you all about it. I I have I have a couple thoughts on that. First off, even though I do enjoy a a, a beer every every now and then, trust me, the whole idea of getting drunk. Wait, wait until the hangovers get uh, a lot worse than they than they used to, if you will. It really is highly overrated, to be honest with you. Look, 
They told me <laughs> when I was in my 20s. I ignored them. I ignored me, you know, who I am now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, old man, don't worry about it. I can bounce back. I can go out on a three-day bender and still show up for work on time on Monday. Now I have to plan three days in advance to, to have a couple of beers with dinner and then make sure I have nothing to do the next day. Mm-hmm. And the other the other thing I was thinking about that when that when I heard this is, you know, you guys are are as bad as the ones that uh, that uh, run around and and say, oh, what about the veterans? We can't, you know, we can't do th- enough for the veterans here. We can't be letting all these uh, all these immigrants into our country and, and housing them when we can't house the veterans. And yes, I. I while I totally agree that we need to do more for our veterans, uh, where were you? I mean, until immigration, illegal immigration became a a, a dog whistle word, uh, you bastards couldn't care less about the uh, the whole situation with the vets. We've been having issues. The, the veterans have, have been having issues for years and haven't been treated properly. Now you get this jerk off on the beach there with his uh, with his uh, margarita or whatever the hell he's drinking. He's out there on the beach. We got bigger things to worry about, about homelessness, about uh, whatever poverty. and whatever. Poverty. Hunger and, po- hunger and poverty. You, you little spoiled snot. You can afford, you know, you can go out there on the beach, afford you know, the trip to the beach. Don't come crying to me and talking to me about poverty, for Christ's sake. You know nothing about it. And then come out and say, well, we got worse problems than coronavirus. Well, I These, think... There are just some people you'd like to grab by the throat and just bitch slap. Yeah, I, I look, I, I as frustrating as it is to listen to these kids at times... Let's step back and put yourself back in their shoes. Look, they haven't yet lived long enough to build something and lose it. And let's face it, that's what we're all worried about now. Look, if we die, we die. I promise you. It's not the worst thing in the world. Okay? Uh, but it's... And it's you what, can honestly say, been there, done that. Been there, done that, got the scar. But to, to, uh, to lose what you've built... Because, let's face it, the economy's blah, blah, blah. Having also been through that, okay? I've been through that. These kids, look, they're here for a good time. And I get that, all right? Their perspective is much different than ours. They have not yet had to worry about getting a mortgage. Some kids do. But, you know, let's face it, the overwhelming majority of 19 20 21 year year olds they're in college they you know life is it's a whole different thing they haven't experienced enough yet to really understand what it is they could possibly lose here and that's 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 the difference okay and with that uh i'm gonna tap out because we are dangerously close to you know what let me give you this let me give you this final thought before we say goodbye sure i do <laughs> this was in response to uh kenny rogers death i'm not even know oh, what is her name real quick tiffany clay 
Somewhere in the darkness, the gambler, he broke even. But in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. Rest in peace, Kenny Rogers, an absolute legend. We'll see you on the other side. T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Your president and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Hello? Uh, hello? Trying to reach the phone. Hold on. D- Diane, is this you? D- Diane, is that you? Oh, Diane. Is this Diane Sawyer? No, it's not Diane Sawyer. Why would Diane Sawyer be calling on this number? Oh. Mr. Mouse? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you're alive. Oh. Are you okay? I don't know where I am. I haven't seen you since your 80th birthday party. Oh, last thing I remember, I was in a pickup truck with T-Bag from Prison Break. S- sir, do you have any idea where you are? I'm in a warehouse. You're in a warehouse? And I'm chained to a dead hooker. And you're chained to a dead hooker? And there's a puppet sitting in the corner. And there's a puppet sitting in the corner. Stop uh, repeating everything I say, Eisner. It's Iger, sir. Oh. Sir, why are you chained to a dead hooker? Well, why would I know the answer to that question, Eisner? Iger, sir. I think the puppet has already read some sort of message aloud, and there appears to be an iron mask locked around my head. Sir, it sounds like you're in Saw 6. What? You know the movie Saw? No way. Yeah. They're making another one? I I, I don't know. Last one did pretty good. Yeah, no, it was pretty good, pretty scary. Uh, Well, Uh, listen, try to get me out of here. Um, I think I've lost my left leg. And, uh... I'm laying here in a... Oh, I can't really see, but it certainly smells like vomit. Sir, do you have any clue where you are? Well, the hooker's definitely from Honduras, so I would start there. Sir, how do you know the hooker's from Honduras? Because I can feel the big hair cloud down there. I, 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 don't, I don't follow, uh, sir. Initiate tracking device. Initiate tracking device? Uh, there's a tracking device implanted in my left ear. Walt put it in there years ago. Okay, okay well... The I'm button still... to initiate, it's under my desk. Get okay. over to my office. Okay. Initiate the tracking device. Okay, we'll, we'll do... you want to hurry. Okay, I will do, sir. I don't know how long I can last. Hey, have some party, huh? That was a great party, sir. Oh, Thank man, you for the I don't know how to play a party, I'll yeah. tell you. 
Yeah. Great party. Anyway, do me a favor. Okay. I uh, can't turn that dirty, sexy money in that pushing daisies, huh? Sir, you're you're chained in a warehouse to a dead hooker. I've lost my leg. And you lost your leg. I've lost my leg. Yeah. I'm leaning against a hair cloud. You mentioned that. Cancel those two shows. Sir, are you sure you're in the right condition to be canceling programs? I'm on a businessman. Even chained to a dead hooker in Honduras, missing a leg and bleeding out. I know those shows suck. Okay. End them. Okay. And hurry up and fly me where. I think the mask is tightening. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to go run to your office and, and initiate the tracking device. I don't You don't have to tell me what you're going to do. Just do it before I bleed out. Okay. Uh, by, by the way, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. I appreciate the watch. You're welcome. Oh, right, bye-bye. Bye. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I think we're back now. <laughs> You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI once again from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, where the sun is shining. I'm John Shannon, and from the Radio TFI Tower, we found out that he's on the 33rd and a third floor here, something like that. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Oh, by the way, we moved during the break. Oh, we did? Yeah, yeah, we're on a different floor now. Oh, really? I didn't know you could move that fast. Don't you want to know which floor? Oh, okay, what floor are you on? We're on the 3.14 floor. It's where we keep all the <sighs> pie. Where, some... where we keep all the we pie. We keep all the pie. These are tough times, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I can't get my uh, regular my regular deliveries of witticisms and uh, sarcastic bits, so we're recycling some oldies but goodies from like when I was four, Mister. Next Shannon. thing you know, you'll be recycling uh, toilet paper. Don't laugh. You wash it once, pull it out to dry. <laughs> well, you could do that with bounty too if you wash it a couple times before you flush it. You know. I had the weirdest so. dream last night. This is no joke. There was a lot of poop involved. Uh, <clears throat> I was stepping in it. It was all over me. It was. It was just not pleasant. And uh, yeah, well, uh, some some would say you are full of. Uh, well, no, never mind. Would, and they would be right. They would not be entirely wrong. Wait, what's that sound in the background? I don't know. What is it? I don't know what is it. Can't hear it. Ah! Oh! 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 My goodness! It's the. Uh, that sounds like the Wayback Machine, John. Well, jeez. Is, is it warmed that's, up? And that's ready what to it is. All right, here we go. Well, it's about as ready as it's gonna be. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. A look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon.
Wait a minute. Oh, I didn't, I didn't tell you. What's that? I got nothing. Nothing? Nothing. I got nothing. Hang on a second. Let me see what I can dig up through. All right. On this day, nothing happened. <laughs> well, take us, take us <laughs> home, John. Take us well, home. Well, you couldn't be far from the truth there. On this day, nothing really seems to be happening. Nothing. Or, more importantly, on this day, something happened. We're just not going to tell you about it this week. What do you think about them apples? we got a spring break to go to. We've been waiting two, three yeah. months for that. Yeah, exactly. My goodness. No, I'll tell you what. I tell you what. I do have a little bit of something here. Do you? Just in, just in honor of the now late uh, Kenny Rogers. Uh, oh, good. Let, let me give you. Let me give you this. We would love that. From sometime in the seventies here, when Kenny Rogers was still with the first edition. Yes. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Thank you. You've painted up your lips and rolled and curled your tinted hair. Ruby, are you contemplating going out somewhere? The shadow on the wall tells me the sun is going down. Take your love to town It wasn't me that started that old crazy Asian war But I was proud to go and do my patriotic chore And yes, it's true that I'm not the man I used to be Of a woman your age, Ruby, I realize. But it won't be long, I've heard them say, until I'm not around. Cause I just heard the slamming of the door The way I know I've heard it slam 100 times before And if I could move I'd get my gun and put her in the ground
Jobs in the first edition here on Radio TFI on the Taxi Stand Hour. Oh, sorry, that's all I could give you there for the Wayback Machine there, sir. I am truly well, sorry. Well, moving into other news, uh, my Twitter feed has been full, just full, of football stuff. Yes, they're signing free agents left, right, and center. And uh, mm. presuming presuming the NFL season. Oh, by the way, uh, Princess Brady has now officially signed with Tampa Bay. So he is he is you're really hating on uh, you're really hating there on uh, Tom Brady, aren't you? No, I'm loving. Of course, you thing. always have for that. <laughs> I've always respected the man's talent. I've always respected his his willingness to uh, basically put team first. He always did put team first. He got paid a mm-hmm. whole lot less than other quarterbacks in the league, and without question, he he was number one. Uh, but to Look, I know he got some of it back end. It's not, believe me, he wasn't going broke. You know, hey, I got a supermodel wife. Eh, not so bad. But, uh, no, the 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 burr in my uh, in my pants, as it were, is we had to play him twice a year. Jet fans will understand that, as will Bills fans. When you got to see him twice a year, like it or not, okay. It gets just a little bit old after a while. Now, mind you, Brady does not have a perfect record against anybody. And on any given year, no matter what the Dolphins were doing, uh, they stood a great chance of beating them. You know, it is part of the, part of the allure of division games. I, mm-hmm. there, there will be no greater game that I've ever watched and enjoyed more than the third game of the season in uh, 2008. Now, Brady was out for the year with an injury, but this happened against the New England defense. Game three, and that is when the Dolphins unleashed the uh, the Wildcat. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> oh, it was fantastic! They were scoring touchdowns like they were falling out of the sky. The, Belichick didn't know whether the spitter eat a banana. It was fantastic and they got a lot of use out of it that year now mind you uh, the dolphins won the division that year but it's the only year they've won the, it was the only year the patriots didn't win the division and it was the only year brady didn't play <laughs> it's the only reason the dolphins won the division that year so look i say to tampa bay i say uh, better yet i say to the new orleans fan saints the atlanta falcons fans, uh, New Orleans Saints fans, Atlanta Falcon fans, and Carolina Panther fans. Good luck twice a year. You're going to love this for the next two years. You're just going <laughs> to knock But then again, it's in all seriousness, it's going to be interesting to see how Brady reacts in a whole new system. In a, you know, <clears throat> new coaches, new surroundings. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to, uh, but it doesn't, even better, you know what came my way in the same theme here? I got about a 35-second mm. clean, beautiful clean. I asked for it during the week. I got it. Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. 
with a Miami And that's all for that for now. <laughs> you know, before it's all said and done, you might actually turn me into a Dolphins fan. That's a that dol- is a catchy little uh, ditty there. That's a Dolphin, sir. D-O-L-P-H-A-N. You're a Dolphin. Uh, okay, don't stretch it. <laughs> I'm not stretching okay. it. That's what we are. We're Dolphins. My goodness gracious. Hey, I... Yeah. This just uh, this just um, fell into my uh, tweet deck here. I wanted to share it with you real quick. It's just in. It's kind of a so- it, it's kind of a somber uh, uh, tweet, oh, wow. if you will. Well, thanks for uh, uh, Native American tribes. Native American tribes are shutting down casinos, hotels, and tourist destinations, and shoring up services amid worries that the coronavirus could quickly overwhelm a chronically underfunded healthcare system. <sighs> well, you know what it's time for now with that news? What's that? The only man that can truly help us, Arnold. Yeah, I am at home, taking a jacuzzi, smoking a little stogie. Mm. I just finished a bike ride and a little bit of workout, and I just, you know, keep staying at home, and away from the crowds and away from outside. The reason why I'm saying that is because I still see photographs and videos of people sitting in outside cafes all over the world and having a good time and hanging out in crowds. That is not wise because that's how you can get the virus. That's how you get it, by contact with other people. So stay away from crowds, stay away from being in restaurants and outdoor cafes, especially now in springtime where all the kids are going to the beach and celebrate and drink and all that stuff. This is not a good idea. So stay away from the crowds, go home, and then we can overcome this whole problem, this whole virus in no time. But you got to go and follow those orders. Just remember, stay at home. Don't don't go to crowds. Put that cookie down. Put that cookie down. That was Arnold. (laughs) Why do I play that? Because I love saying Arnold. That was the governor. Exactly. That was the governor telling us, by the way, the video is, is something. He's got a little frou-frou uh, dog with the bow in its hair running around. He's in the hot tub. He's got his stogie going. And, uh, you know, he's living life. And good for good for you, Arnold. You know, you've, uh, you've certainly... Well, he's, he's definitely the American dream, as, as we've uh, you've stated on, nev- on a numerous occasions. Came to this country penniless, without speaking a word of English. Turned himself into a the number one international box office star, and attained the highest mm-hmm. electable office he could here in the uh, these United States of America. And I'm sure, given enough time, that's when he was elected governor of California. Couldn't pronounce the name of the state, but you know he got elected nonetheless. And I'm sure, give, if he really wanted to, he could get them to amend the Constitution to allow foreign-born, or at least. Uh, terminators you would have to be an american <laughs> citizen or a terminator to be president of the united <laughs> states president arnold schwarzenegger that's uh, good for you i don't think he'd do a half bad uh half bad job as president do you uh no i i mean he's a he's a staunch republican but <laughs> i'll tell you what's what's amusing uh, is that you may or may not realize it but but once Trump got into politics, they filmed another season of The Celebrity Apprentice. 
and they had Arnold as the host. I remember that. Took Trump's place. Well, look, the show was barely limping along as it was. NBC canceled it. And, of course, Trump, Trump, uh, you know, beat Arnold up over it. Arnold could care less. He was, "Eh, I don't need this. He says, Mm -hmm. he basically at the time said, and I, I, I could be a little off on this. Basically, look, Trump, I did you a favor. Okay? I came on board and... Uh, but Trump doesn't, he's, he's the only one that can be a star. He's the only one. So what can I say? A carnival, a carnival barker that, uh, a carnival barker that basically, you know, his money, people are enamored with his, you know, with his money and his lifestyle. And, but, you know, once he became president, we got to peek kind of behind the curtains a little bit. And, uh, I would have to say that most of uh, most of America really doesn't like what they see. Right. <laughs> Can we do a little uh, housekeeping here? I got a little uh, little pro- some programming notes. It, uh, would you please? Yeah. So we're going to be on the air. Uh, well, at least one of us will be on the air Monday through Thursday nights, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, throughout the self-quarantine period. Uh, we hope you'll join us then. Those nights are more for just fun and games and a hoot and a holler here and there. We're playing we're playing a fair bit of music and uh, we're gonna chit chat. Uh, we're we're currently suspending soundtrack Saturday until all this is over, simply because I'm doing about as much more work to get the weeknight shows up and running putting things together and all that. And I, I really, I something had to give. So soundtrack Saturday, we're going to keep doing it eventually, but uh, because I, I've got a lot of great material and stuff I want to put together and, uh, and put in compilations for you folks, things you've heard, something, you know, I, I'm dying to put together the Broadway one. That may not be a big, you're thinking, Ed, Broadway, come on, who knows Broadway? I promise you, when I'm done with this, you're gonna, you'll, you will know. I, I would guess seventy five percent of the tunes, and you'll wish you knew well, the rest. Ed knows Broadway. I mean, you've heard him talk about uh, uh, when he was but a wee lad and uh, and working on the great, what is it called, the Great White Way or something right. like that, right? Or the Great, well, you know, yeah, yeah. I was gonna make some kind of racist Trump joke, but hmm. I thought better of it. I couldn't. Get, <laughs> and you I know what? I appreciate that. <laughs> you're, you're entirely <laughs> welcome. <laughs> you know, I and and I'm looking. I'm looking at something I tweeted out earlier, and I'm 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 only hoping that this is not fake news. But I've uh, and I've seen this actually before the whole coronavirus hit. But it just seems uh, more uh, apropos now, if you will. Uh, uh, since uh, we've had a shortage of toilet paper. Uh, but apparently in Mexico, uh, they've they've come up with, and they've, uh, this is, like I said, before uh, coronavirus, but supposedly somewhere in Mexico, you can buy a four-pack of Trump toilet paper. Mm. I, oh, I hope that, you know, that's one of those I'm hoping for, if you will. But, and like I said, I've seen this meme before, but it, hey, it looks pretty damn real to me. So, well, yeah, I'm, but I've been fooled before. You have been, you have been. 
just for, for three years. You'd think I've been doing this because I want to. Uh, I, they're actually holding my family <laughs> hostage. You know, I can talk about it now, but the, I, <laughs> no, no. My family is safely, safely hidden away from me. So uh, anyway. And I that's gotta, all that matters, right? Really all that matters right now. <laughs> I, I've got a couple of tweets that I, I want to put out there. Uh, they're both from Translate Trump at Translate Real DT. So we're going to give it a little, a little bit of that. Right now, the Dow Jones is officially less valuable than when Trump inherited it on Inauguration Day. Well, he did promise to run the country like it was one of his businesses. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. And and this yeah, that next, very good. And this next one. Who would have guessed that the guy who stared directly at an eclipse would fumble a global pandemic response? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Translate Trump. It's, uh, it's, it's good to know. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't mean I didn't realize that was boring you. Well, you are. There's no, there's no question about it. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a hotel in Great Britain that sent a letter to some of their employees uh, saying, hey, thanks, but we're taking the latest government advice and effective today, uh, you've been terminated. Your services are no longer required. If you've been staying at the ho- living at the hotel, you need to get your stuff out immediately. Uh, chucked out, not just fired, but chucked out of their accommodations with no notice and no redundancy pay. Uh, mm. That's uh, Columbridge Hotel. It's a Britannia, Britannia Limited Hotel. Uh, we don't have them here in the U.S., but you, know, you all know what Twitter knows what to do with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, there may be more to it than meets the eye, but... <sighs> Oh, by the you way, know, it's it's the one thing. I meant I, I, I want to finish this. Elon Musk okay. tw- tweeted this out the uh, earlier in the week. He said, "We will make ventilators if there is a shortage." Uh, yeah, yeah, Elon. There's a shortage. That would be great. Do mm. that, okay? Good gravy. Where does, uh, I? I mm. just don't. Uh, good gravy. You know. Here's here's kind of what I I look at look at this this uh, pandemic has has indeed brought out the best in a lot of people, but unfortunately, I guess scumbags know nothing more than be to be scumbags, and there are just some people out there. That quite frankly, the ones who are uh, price gouging. Uh, our governor, actually, uh, Governor Walls in the great state of Minnesota, actually signed a uh, executive order um, criminalizing uh, price gouging during this uh, yeah, during this time. We've seen if you've ever been anywhere that's been uh, hit by a natural disaster, you've seen this. I can remember. Oh, was it after Hurricane Andrew back in the nineties? Fifty dollar bags of ice. You know, eventually these people get oh, yeah. caught. But look, if you got if you have no power and you have medication that needs to be kept cold, you pay the fifty dollars. Uh, 
while we're here, while we're talking about this stuff, let's go to an opposing opinion or just a very interesting opinion. And that's from uh, Brent Turyun. Brent? So I seen on Fox News all you soy boys and snowflakes are out here crying once again because my president, and still your president, by the way, Donald J. Trump has been out here calling the Corolla virus, or as I like to call it, a great value flu. COVID-19 sounds like a barely legal cold to me. He's been out here call <coughs> calling the canola virus a Chinese flu, and I for one say it's about goddamn time that somebody told it like it is in this country. That's what we've been needing, is for somebody to sow some discord amongst the people so we forget that it was Trump and his administration that disbanded the Pandemic Preparedness Office back in May of 2018. That's what we've been needing, is to place the blame on 1.4 billion people because of how bad it's been handled over in our country. And that's not just Chinese people living in China. That's Chinese people all over the world. They're going to have to deal with that. That's Asian people. They're going to have to deal with that because I don't know if you knew this about racists. I don't know if you knew this, but they're not ones for checking facts. Never once has a racist looked down at the person he's got his boot on and said, pardon me, sir, before I bash your fucking brains in, how about you answer a question? Are you Chinese or Japanese? Oh, oh you're Japanese. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'll let you go about your day. But first, since all you Asians know each other, how about you tell these Chinese people to watch their back? Because we're going to need somebody to blame this on, and it ain't going to be the most exalted, most revered, my Savior till Jesus Christ himself comes back. And even then, I'm not quite sure. It ain't going to be Donald J. Trump. So today I'm raising my emotional support beer to Donald J. Trump for taking all the credit for when everything goes right and taking none of the responsibility for when it goes to shit and for spreading an ideology that he knows is going to get people hurt. Now get off my property. <coughs> and that was Brent Turyun with, uh, as always, an interesting opposing opinion. We, we feel obligated Is he to. part of the... Is he part of the staff now? Is he on the payroll? He's, uh, we're talking about it, but uh, every time we go over to talk to him, he just says, get off my property. So it's, it's pretty much, it's, uh, but we're going to, we're going to get her done to, uh, to quote another oh, famous, oh. another famous poet. By the way, I just, uh, flicked on my, my Twitter. I turned it, I turned on the Twitter and lo and behold, what's the first thing I see a photograph from the lovely, talented Queen of the North, Queen of all hacks, Christine Hubbard up there in beautiful Toronto, Canada, uh, El Presidente and all things good of Beck Taxi. But she has a photograph of her, her two little ones, and they're not little. I saw that. And we'll quote this. As long as these two are getting along, I'm good at home. Thankfully, they're best buds, and they're still and they're both still in the giant playpen. It's a it's a, they're sitting in a trampoline with the net around and <laughs> good, for you, good for you, Christine. We'll give you a little like for that. Not only on air, but actually we're going to Twitter. Uh, I, I, There we go. There we go. All I can say is to Christine is give it a couple of weeks. Oh, here's another one. Because, <laughs> yeah, because because I be loving me my uh, my, my, my fake phony baloney pastors. Uh, televangelist Kenneth Copeland. Quote, if you lose your job, don't you dare stop giving to the church. Unquote. That praise Praise Jesus. Jesus said, Did you Jesus came down to me. And Kenneth Copeland, 
and all his fine, fine preaching compadres. And they know that the only way to get yourself past this so-called virus, this so-called Chinese flu, is to take the affected part of your body, place it firmly and squarely upon your radio, TV, or whatever device you have connected to the great interweb on. And when you make out that check, although we prefer credit cards, we will take your check. And once that check clears, I pray, I will pray, Jesus Christ, once that check clears, that is, we will pray for you in the most sincere way possible. From 35,000 feet, my goddamn private jet that much closer to God. Say hallelujah. <laughs> Say amen. <laughs> by, the, by the way, I want to uh, really quick uh, give a, uh, a nod to your new hero. Uh, from ABC News, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says New York is performing more COVID-19 tests than any other state, adding more than 3,000 new positive cases to the state. He goes on to say, we are doing more tests than any other state, so our numbers should be higher. Doesn't get any more simple than that, I don't nope. think. Nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm. Now, I had to, I had to. Good. Go ahead. You go. No, 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 no. I'm. I'm oh, still. Okay. I'm, still, I'm still a little drained from being. Uh, uh, from being possessed by. I think we both are. By you know who. I think we're both a little drained. You know, he's back lying in the corner now, drooling mm-hmm. out of both sides of his mouth. I don't. You know. <laughs> you know what. You know what it means when when Gil Christ is drooling out of both sides of his, of his mouth, don't you? Uh, no, tell me. He's level. Jesus <laughs> Not Jesus Christ. Gil Christ. Get it straight, homeboy. Oh, you're going straight to hell for that one. I've had my economy bus pass for hell for quite some time now. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny here. Um, our, uh, up here in uh, Minnesota... And I'm I'm really proud of this radio station, by the way, because this is one of those well, where a lot of uh, local AM radio stations have gone to satellite programming and and what have you. Um, this uh, particular station, uh, the live uh, live uh, announcers or radio personalities from oh, Jesus till about ten o'clock at night, and it's great. Because it keeps people, you know, here locally informed in what's going on and whatnot. And um, two of them, uh, Jordana Green and uh, Paul Douglas, have been doing uh, their show from uh, Paul Douglas's basement. And I had I had to um, I had to tweet to her a the picture that you, or the promo card that you sent. Uh, here about um, the whole social distance distancing. I, I we got to put that up more often to tell you the truth, 
we like Ed said in the in the, in the promo card, uh, we've been practicing social distancing f- for over three years now. We've been practicing you know. social distancing since before it was cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there used to be uh, there used to be a, a guy on WCCO Radio. God, that's been now twenty five years since he's uh, been on. Uh, the late great Steve Cannon, who would announce every when he started his show, I'm doing I'm doing the show from the basement studio, and so they're just going back to going back in time. Now Paul and Jordana are in Paul's basement studio. So and the only reason I mentioned that is because I tweeted it to them and I actually got a wink, a like, woo baby. Oh, <laughs> I'm boy. excited. You should be. The fact that anybody even acknowledges your existence, that is always a good day. Hey, always anytime day. anybody acknowledges my existence, I'm doing a happy dance. So, life so is, there you have it. Life is good for you, sir. It is. Uh, yeah. So. Ain't bad. No, no, it yeah. ain't bad. Look, you've got, you got all them, all them people running around your house and uh, you got that. I got guy Granny there. Annie. I got. Uh, I got the uh, deputy executive of Radio TFI, Baby Oliver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What would we do without him? By the way, I played that for absolutely <laughs> no reason. I stumbled across it, and uh, I like my soundboard. What can I say? So, Oh, so I my, know. <laughs> oh, so where were we? We are... Uh, oh, I oh, know. I'm in Egan, Minnesota at oh, the... Uh, hold on a second. Northern Command... I don't know, you might be moving again somewhere in the Radio TFI Tower. Hi, this is Mike King. You want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour? Call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're here. We're uh, will, willing and able to take your phone calls. We actually have the technology. It works. It works. Uh, yeah. Well, it works when I push the right buttons. It well, this took- is true. If you if you've since forgot, there uh, we started about the first three and a half minutes of the show. Yeah, it wasn't. That uh, long. It wasn't that long. If we were. I was sitting here talking. Ed Stop was it. talking, and I just like he was in one of our shows that didn't get put up on SoundCloud. I was actually talking to the ghost of Ed Van Ness. I could hear him. Nobody else could. No, no, but, well, it was less than a minute. Are you sure? I'm positive, because I looked at the clock. Okay. It was less than a minute. Okay. And in your particular case, it wasn't just a minute. I I didn't turn your microphone on. It was the entire freaking show. Which is why why you won't find the uh, March 17th show up there on SoundCloud, where you can find all of our best performances, good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Radio TFI. Uh, there, there was no way for me to salvage that. I, I, I listened, I thought, you know, look, I can get around a a minute or two. I can, I can plug something in. I can edit it down a little bit. I could even excise an entire section out if need be. But I got an idea for it when, when we go, uh, on the other side here, I, I do have an idea. It was but. just me talking to myself. Uh, uh, 
Oh, you mean when we go off the air? Is that what you're saying there? Yeah, yeah. When we get to the other side. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know you can't you can't wait. I I totally get it. Yeah, I'm I'm beside myself. Uh well, do we really even have anything else here to talk about? Uh yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Sure, there's always something to talk about. We just have to figure out what it is. Uh look, we we we've uh We've run ourselves ragged like everybody else. We, we've done our, our little Trump thing. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I remember. Guess who hasn't been around lately? Joe Biden? Well, him, yeah, too. But longer than that, Rudy. Where's Rudy? Oh. Well, let's, if, if, if there's been any advantage here or any upside here to the coronavirus... We haven't heard that moron babbling anywhere uh, recently. He he might be self-isolating for all we know. Well, somebody probably told him it's S- the, the sun is out all the time and being the vampire that he is. You, mm. you, you talk about a fall from grace. Man, man, that guy took a took a tumble. And that's a shame. Much. It really is. It really truly yeah. is. You know... I, mean, I, I have a confession. I have a confession to make to tell you the truth. Um, You're white? Yeah, well, I am, and I'm old. Ooh. Yeah, no, I, look. Oh, I'm whiter you, and older. You, you and I, I'm serious, Ed. This is no kidding. You and I could do side-to-side pictures and I would guarantee you that at least 70% of the people would swear that I'm older than you. I swear you're older than me. I still think you're lying to me about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, I am not aging gracefully. I oh, no, got you're the not. bags under the eyes. and uh, you, 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 need a po- you need a luggage cart, man. That's... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I need a... I need a fa- uh, what's that called? A plastic surgery there of the likes of Kenny Rogers to tell you the truth wow, of what he, I need. Yeah, but I mean, not to not to speak uh, ill of the dead and look, he was 81 years old, lived a great life and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but man, A, he looked like a completely different person and B, mm-hmm. that person was an old lady. Yeah, this is this is true. You know, no. here's, here's the thing. If I was Kenny Rogers... I sure dead. as hell wouldn't be doing this gig. Well, this dead. is very true. You, you're very true. Well, hopefully not until I was 81, but... <laughs> well, if you were Kenny Rogers, you'd be 81. He'd be dead. Well... And and unlike me, yours would be sticking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's one thing Kenny Rogers is doing much better than I ever could. Be dead. <laughs> but... Kenny Rogers had one of those ha, had one of those faces back when he was performing and back when he was you know in his heyday, he had one of those kind of weathered faces. He looked, you know, when he sang the Gambler, you could actually believe it. You could picture him, you know, on that train, uh, dealing stud, if you will. Uh, and it was like all of a sudden, what happened? I don't know when he got. His uh, first, and again, I'm not trying to disparage the dead. I'm just sure killing time here, actually. Sure but it, it's it's like all of a sudden he felt he needed to glam up a little bit. And you got the dough. Kenny Rogers. 
Yeah, well, you know, that's it. Yeah, we I'd have spent it on... John, you got to remember, when you're sitting on all that roasted chicken money, you oh, can do Oh, hey, I right forgot there. that. Kenny Rogers Roasters. Yeah, baby. I, I forgot all about that, yeah. <laughs> but <That> chicken money. <laughs> you remember, we featured Johnny Cash here about a month ago here on our Wayback Machine, and you know what towards the end of his days... Thank you. You're welcome. Well, but you uh, you remember as, as he progressed in age, yeah, he didn't try to hide it. You know, no. towards the end. No, I think it was towards the, the end. He did look like death warmed over. I think it was the white hair. Yeah. Honestly, it was the white hair. Now, granted, gazillions of people get the white hair. That's not unusual in and of itself. But you saw my beard is a witness to that. Well, amen, hallelujah, and praise, praise. Uh, uh, shit, that would have been great if I could have remembered the name of the product, the hair coloring thing with Walt Frazier and uh, oh, Grecian formula, Grecian. whatever it was. I just couldn't latch onto the word. But with Ken, uh, Kenny, Johnny Cash, remember what was his? What was he known as? The Man in Black. Man for, in black. For yeah. many, for how many decades? Black shirt, black pants, black coat, black, black hair, jet black hair, and then mm-hmm. one day, here, here come, here come, here comes Grandpa Johnny with a puff of cotton on his head. You know, look, oh, yeah. we, we all age. If you and I will not be in that club, but the fortunate ones have a full head of bright white hair. You know, you and I—that's not our destiny. We know that. Yeah. We know that. Considering I started losing hair when I was seventeen, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was in my. No, that, I, I'm not kidding. I was in my twenties. Now I'm not quitting. Now, quitting, I, kidding. Hey, Now, if you look at the photograph <sighs> of John and I that we put out on SoundCloud every week on a little logo, you you can see how I used to wear my hair. If you look on my Twitter feed. It's a much clearer, and that picture is only about two years old. Uh, I don't wear my hair like that much anymore, as John can attest. There's a lot less of it. We, uh, I was going to say he isn't wearing much hair these days. No, but. no. Well, and, and I'll retell the story again. I guess it's about three weeks ago now. Three, three four weeks It's been ago. more than that. It's been about a month, yeah. yeah. It's about four weeks. But anyway, I was going to try, I was well overdue for a haircut, well overdue for a haircut. And I, I have. He was a wearing of, a ponytail, folks. I, I was not. I've never, although I'm thinking about it. But I had the electric clippers and I went to trim down the sides, which tend to boof out. And I look like Bozo the Clown in the morning. And I slipped and I, I, I dug right down to the scalp. So I had this. I had this landing strip about an inch wide and three, four inches long, three inches long. And I was like, well, right down to the skin. Well, there's really not a whole lot we can do at this point to, uh, I thought, well, I can go to my barber. No, what's he going to do? He's just going to, so I cut it all off. I, uh, I buzzed it right down to the scalp. It's growing back in now. 
and uh, it's the longest it's been, obviously, in four weeks, but it's still ridiculously short. But we're probably going to leave it this way because I'm tired of parting my hair and and all that good stuff. <laughs> but but again, if you if you look at my photo on Twitter, you can you can see that. And uh, look, and I want to know what are you talking about parting your hair? Parting my hair. Come on. Come on. Parting my you hair. You were parting with your hair. Well, there, there's there's a lot of truth there. Don't see. I always had the problem. I have a widow's peak. A little. You may not be. John may be able mm-hmm. to see it, but I've always had it. When I was a kid, when mm-hmm. my before my hairline made its made its retreat to the safety of the back of my head, uh, of course my hairline came right up, uh, right right up to the front of my. We're, my we're head. doing we're doing radio here. I, <laughs> we can't I, do the visuals. I'm describing as well. So, of course, I had a full hairline, and uh, again, there I, I I've got a picture of me in about the fourth or fifth grade. I'll, I'll post that one day, and you can see exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. But I'm looking. But when my when I combed my hair, and of course this was the seventies and we were a little longish, but when I when I parted my hair, it didn't matter where or how I parted, I had this widow's peak. And my hair would never it always formed a cliff. I had like the bill of a baseball cap on the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> one of my one of my friends in school, when again we're fifth, fourth, fifth grade. Start start to try to uh, get the nickname Cliff going for me, because he was the one that noticed. It. He says your hair looks like a cliff. There's not that you know everybody else's hair is cut close to their you know they parted. It stays on your head, and mine was out there. <laughs> I used it as a sunshade and and all manner of good things. And it's a problem. You know who I, else wears their hair like that? I who? Yes, your yes. hero. Yes, your hero. Yes, but mine I had to wear like that. I had to, my, my, I, there was nothing. The only thing I could have done was shave the widow's peak. And that would have given me a whole different look on the top of my head. And I considered, I think that might've looked weird to tell you the truth. I considered that. I considered it 20, 30 years ago, but then it dawned Mm -hmm. on me. I will have to constantly shave that to keep it, keep it out of the way. It's pretty much a distant memory now, but you can still kind of see it, John, if you, John yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He sees what I'm talking about. But absolutely, it, it always made boy. And I had great hair too. Boy, I miss my hair. I miss it when it was <laughs> long. And uh, when I was a, when but, I was a, when I was about 16 or 17, I let it grow long, about down past my ears and almost to my shoulders. And then I started part in the middle, so I could just run run my fingers through it to comb it. And I did that for about a year, and then I realized how stupid I looked doing it. <laughs> oh, by the way, folks, I have the real story as to why he his razor slipped, and I have the real. You have to understand here; there are just some things that Ed don't like to part with. And when he was uh, when he was, was trying to trim his hair, <laughs> when I wanted, to, I wanted. To, tell you about the radio or about the uh, razor he was using when he tried to cut his hair that's that's the razor he was using folks <laughs> no wonder no wonder you no, slipped no wonder i slipped that's so i shouldn't have used the uh, the buzz saw or 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 the lawnmower 
Yeah, there you go. So they say that's not a good idea. No, so, no, exactly. So what, once, oh. we get, once we get the video feed up and going, which by the way we are we are working on, we uh we'll, we'll let that one slip. We are working on going back onto Periscope slash Twitter. Uh, we got a mm-hmm. few, few minor details to work out. One of them being how to do it. Uh, well, don't let that get in the way. Once we get to my, that minor. Actually, oh. the, the seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you'd like to rescue us from the, the last, the last few minutes here, from the banality uh, that is because see what happens when you don't have have your bit prepared. Oh, oh, I know. See what that happens? took. That took twenty five minutes. A good twenty five minutes. I'll get I, back on it. Uh, I think you're being a little precocious there by saying a good twenty five minutes. It was twenty five. Good as a relative term. Uh, boy, we just slinging them back and forth today, we, aren't we? We are. We're just bored to tears. It's, it's, it, it, that's what we actually do best on this show. Well, speak for yourself. I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to go back to a story here that I uh, that I saw and we actually covered earlier in the week. But I, I think that this is, this is funny. While people across the country are hoarding... Uh, uh, toilet paper uh, in the uh, great city of Las Vegas, where uh, your Raiders will be playing here. The Raiders playing next year. The Raiders in Las Vegas. They're actually got plenty of toilet paper there. At least they got plenty of ass wipes. But you know, hey now, another story for hey. another time. Uh, yeah, they're hoarding guns in Las Vegas. Indeed, they are. Indeed, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> they got it to the point where one gun owner is actually saying, "Please come back tomorrow. I, I ain't got nothing for you here." I saw. Uh, I saw a piece on the news yesterday about that, and uh, I don't know if it was Vegas or not. It's happening all over. It's not just Vegas. Uh, no, it was California, as a matter of fact, because they specifically mentioned uh, the ten-day waiting period. Oh, they make you wait a whole 10 days in oh, California? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. I can't, I can't wait to get that gun in my cold, dead hands. Well, that's why they make you wait 10 days, you big ninny. So that you're, uh, <laughs> that you're not going off half-cocked, so to speak. Oh, look what I did there. Would you try I, not to do that when I have my coffee cup to my mouth, though, please? The, it's the best time to do it. It's the best oh. time to do it. See, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when we when we move off a of format, and somebody wasn't prepared with their uh, with their stated task. I, are you are you telling me you missed the wayback machine? I'm telling you, I miss uh, fifteen minutes of where I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> All I have to do is react. <laughs> well, I promise you, folks, it'll be back. It'll be back in all its glory next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they all say. So, I might even bring a finely tuned engine this time. Really? I've, I've, I've been in the market here. It's kind of hard to go engine shopping when you got no businesses open anywhere, you know? Uh, sure as I, hell ain't going to find one at Walgreens. Uh, I just, something just popped up on my Twitter feed that is scaring the living bejesus out of me. This is okay. from, this was retweeted by somebody else. 
Uh, but it's Katie Fang, and I, I don't know who she is. Let me see who she is. Oh, she's from uh, she's an NBC and MSNBC legal contributor, trial lawyer. She retweets El Presidente, who is now saying hydrochloroquine and azithromycin, and I butchered them, taken together, have a real chance to be one of the biggest game changers in the history of medicine. The FTA has moved mountains. Thank you. Hopefully they will both. H works better with a International Journal of Antimicrobial Agents. And she says Trump is practicing medicine without a license. This is irresponsible. This is dangerous. This is... Uh, yeah, here, a doctor says that combination hasn't been proven safe. And there's... Uh, Fauci said yesterday about this kind of stuff. There's no trials. There's no clinical trials. We don't know. Uh, uh, they haven't even fed it to rats yet, for all we know. No, no. And, and he's just... Look, he wants he wants to be the hero in this scenario. He wants to be the guy that... Too you know, late for that. Well, not in his mind. And remember, people have short memories, too. People have very short memories. Yes, they do. What yes, they do. You're absolutely right there. What have, what have you done for me lately there, uh, big guy? Where, uh, oh, Trump got us out of this. He got us into it. I'm not blaming him for creating the virus, much as I'd like to. But clearly. Well, what did they say? The first, uh, the first cases were reported in both uh, South Korea and uh, the, the United States about the same time. No, on the uh, same back day. Back in January. On was the it the same, same day? On the same day. Okay. And we just remember it was, uh, well, here, 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 here. Let's do the timeline. We got time for this. The coronavirus. This is their new hoax. We have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. And we only have 15 people and they're getting better. I think we're doing a really good job in this country at keeping it down. Anybody that needs a test can have a test. And the tests are all perfect. This blindsided the world. I don't take responsibility at all. There you go. That takes us from January through a, a couple of days ago. So, yeah, yeah, I think we could have done just a wee bit more. You look at all these uh, uh, politicians who are now uh, caught with the with their hand in the cookie jar selling off their stocks because of information they had. They they were aware that this was a distinct possibility and opted to do nothing about it. So, yeah. Well, uh, what were the names involved in that again? Uh, Nip, it was the Nip brothers, Nit, Dim, and Half. The Whit brothers. <laughs> Half, Dim, and Nit. Well, and it's been reported in there that uh, that um, Diane Feinstein. The, the, yeah. Yeah, part two. She, yeah. And listen, I'm not going to cover for her any, just because oh. she just happens to wear the, the blue uh, jersey. I'm not covering for her either. This is using doing something you shouldn't be doing and uh, go to hell as far as I'm concerned. Yes, even you, Diane. Time to say goodbye, Ed. This is John Shannon. Adios. Join us Monday night at 9 p.m. See ya!